This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Main Hustle Media Podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Karankwa, and Hohokam people. And I wish to pay my respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. What's happening, y'all? Welcome. <laughs> yes, welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurs. It is I, Decemblurred Vision. <laughs> I didn't put a picked a name. If it, like, and I'm a December baby. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, birthday main, I guess. I'll yes, my, yeah. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause. I know you out there, and a happy, happy birthday. Um, I'm, uh, to my girl, Mainy Main. Do the first one to get to the big, the big number Four, between the two. Yeah, I'm older than everybody we went to high school with, <laughs> pretty much. Is old, old, older so than. I was born in the year that I was born, which is 1977. I don't know why I got closer to the camera. I should have gotten closer to the mic like I do. 1977. Uh, I was born at the, an hour and 17 minutes after the cutoff date. This cutoff date was December 2nd, 19, or December 2nd at 1159. Had I been born on December 2nd, I would have been at uh-huh. school a year earlier than the school year. Oh, shit, you would have been a whole different year. Yes, but because oh. I was born at one seventeen a.m., December 3rd, 1977, uh, I got pushed to the year that you and I are the same. Great. We are the same. And we but are the that's same. Why I was yes. old. that's why I'm older than all of our friends. But you're still our age. But I'm still your age. Well, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, trio, you know how, like, when 45 you said that, in a month, and, you know, I know you're and then guy, I'm so next you, year. you're like, way behind but yeah, yeah. <sighs> so how you been old lady I've been, <laughs> I, just, I've been... <laughs> just straight into it i got my well, my knees are done no oh, yeah my knees are... socks now you get... yeah but tell me they don't look i mean a a, a weird ass christmas tree it looks like he's high right he looks high yeah it's just you can't be a mischievous christmas tree you look like a weed plant <laughs> like what you were saying plant. Um, well, I've been sick since, so you know, I saw you in uh, in San Diego um, mm-hmm. at the beginning of November, November fifth. We haven't. I got sick immediately, so we didn't even get a chance to record no. to like talk to everybody about what we did. What well, we did. I flew out to uh, San Diego, went up to Oceanside, and met up with you at the uh, Black and Brown Nerd Expo at Miracosta College. Yeah. That was on a Saturday. I hung out there on Sunday. I left Monday morning and then Monday night, sick as a dog. Like, I felt it creeping up. Well, like, I wasn't sick as a dog yet, but I was like, I felt it creeping up. Like, I had a sore body and shit. Woke up Tuesday, done. Just sick as yeah. a fucking dog. And my husband was sick before I left, so I think it just took, like, two or three two days to incubate. Um, so I got sick. I've been sick for a month now. I can finally talk. Kind of, but like you can hear it, right? It's still yeah, yeah. scratchy. I'm still coughing up sore. So that's why we ain't been recording because every time I tried to feel better, I couldn't last until 9.30. My goodness. <laughs> and then the holiday popped up and you and I were both traveling. So yeah. Yep. That's it. I've just been, I've been sick and, and getting old. That's all. I was in Sacramento. Yeah, you remember Rayleigh's. You don't have Rayleigh's in, the, in, in oh, Texas, yeah. so. Yeah, we don't so have Rayleigh's. 
it's got this drink on. water. It's just water. Oh, it's yeah, just it's water nice. It's, yeah. Damn, that's not. I it's thought like that a, was like a legit water bottle. Like that's still like looking. a no, but it's yeah. just like yeah, you buy it like that. You feel mm-hmm. me? Nice. Got it's that hot. in Sac Town. You feel me? Excellent. Well, and uh, and actually, Sacramento Kings is playing very well, very well Are basketball. They? You know what I mean? Very well basketball. That's good. Very well basketball and crisp water too. So I guess I'm a soccer fan now. I know that the 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 the, the uh, Japan got got. I mean, Japan got pretty good. They did, did pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. So I don't care about soccer, football. I've never cared. Never. I never played it. I have played no team sports as a child, as a teenager. Nothing. I I know nothing about the athletic balls. That being said, what if it is a sport and Japan is involved? I'll usually get excited. For sure. Like, you know, the Olympics we've talked about before, like, I only celebrate the American track team, but everything else is like Japan, 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 Japan. Um, I watched Ted Lasso when I got back from New York and fell in love with Ted Lasso, the, the whole deal, yes. like the mm-hmm. whole football thing. Then the Ted I Lasso of it all. The Ted Lasso, I really liked uh, the main character, the main old gruffy why? And stuff like that. It is. It is you, right? It's yes, the curmudgeonness. Right. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm down for the curmudgeon. I, I, everything he he did, I respected. He's a sweetheart. I am a sweetheart, but I am a curmudgeon, and I don't give a fuck about anybody. Right. I, it's nice when there's a character like I felt represented. I felt represented because he's a sweet. You see, you. curmudgeon, um, yes. a sweet bastard, if you will. That's yeah, my, that's <laughs> sweet my lane. Bastard. That's my lane. Um, plus, you know, I'm British too. So a honey know. bastard. We call a it a honey, honey bastard. bastard. <laughs> honey bastard. Yeah, it's that's sweet. my new nickname. Honey bastard. I'm, I'm gonna change. Excuse me. Let me just change my avatar exactly. name real quick. Cause honey I'm, bastard. Honey bastard. I'm gonna spell bastard with an e, also because I'm British. Yeah. There we go. There you um, go. So yeah, I got really into. I, like I rewatched it too a couple times because I was just like I fucking love the show, and I I kind of like just subtly got into. The, I enjoy your water um suddenly got into like the the whole how how you can get knocked out of your league into a different league thing like that's I, so I, crazy i, I kind of understand it now this is how stupid this is so i watched that and then last week i watched welcome to wrexham yes i like documentary that series of right of um of uh, ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney taking on wrexham i'm also and- welsh you know my my nano is welsh and english yes. so so I was like, all right, I'm into it. I'm hooked. I'm connected. These are the Welsh people. I don't know shit about Welsh people. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Fell completely in love with their whole story, which I'm sure if they if they follow a documentary of any team like Rex, right. I probably would have been all in. But now I'm like fully ready to move to Wales and everything and support Rex. Um, but like, that's how I kind of figured out what happens, like how it's ranking and all that the kind of relegation stuff. Like, and the relegation stuff like that, how the point system works. And then the fucking world cup just happens to be going on at the same time. I've only watched a little bit. Like I haven't actually actively watched it. It's just like, it's come on when I've been out somewhere or whatever. Like I watched, um, Australia versus Argentina when I was at my birthday lunch and, um, we saw Massey like get that goal or whatever. And it was like, mm-hmm. ah, whatever. but now I'm just like, so I don't want to watch a whole football game because it's fucking eight, 98 minutes of just maybe nothing happens. But if you can condense every time they hit a goal in, and I, that's all I watch, 
yeah. I, that I'm into soccer. If that's how right. soccer is, then I'm if, into if, soccer. If that's the part. So Wrexham, there's like an episode of Wrexham where they play one game where they get like six to two or some shit. Mm. I was 100%. I was screaming at the TV. Like, all I needed was a fucking, like, pint. And, you know, like, I, w- like I was in. I was all fucking chips slid all the way in. I was in. So, Patrick, you and I all have to go to England. You really have to go to England. Yeah, let's do it. It, it is what it is. <laughs> and I, because, I mean, look. So, then we can London go from. Comic-Con. Yeah. Then we come, then we go from there to Japan. Is Rob, right? You know what I'm saying? All right. So I got just, all, all the homies. We I'll just, stay on just, every leg, but we'll just all, pick yes. up the Brit one, drop them off, yeah. pick up the Japanese one, drop <laughs> exactly. them off. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, no, but yeah, it, it was one of those things where, yeah, the, the relegation is kind of a cool, it, it's like, okay, because they play and then they, they are state, they're in groups and there's leagues and then there's ways to get up into the leagues and get more money and there's just like, it's like a farm league, farm system, but you're already yeah. you can still compete with those guys. It's not and like they're see, just like, a separate. How hard it is to move up, like, and how demoralizing it is to move down for the like, whole town. If you if you want like if you want your athlete hero types to be just like they really gotta want it, mm-hmm. that is the how you show that. Right. Because that- goddamn. Yeah, I mean, and, and, it, and it makes you understand, because I didn't get the whole, like, when you watch Ted Lasso, you kind of understand it. You're like, okay, if you're the if you're the sucky team, or, you know what I'm saying, if you're the sucky team, you got to go down to play other sucky teams. But if you're a good team in the sucky teams, then you get to come up to play the better teams, and then yeah. you try to, you know. But it, it was, it, well, uh, Welcome to Wrexham was really done well. Welcome to you know. Wrexham explained it in a way that if I go back now to watch Ted Lasso, those first three episodes will make a lot more sense now. Right, um, right. Because I didn't understand the Premier League versus the Championship League or something like that. Like the, I, I didn't get it. I also didn't understand how you earn points during ties and shit like that. Now I do mm-hmm. understand. You know, like you, you get three points for a win. You get one point for a draw. And you get zero points for a loss, right? right? Right. So like no, okay, you get it. You you get yeah zero. No wait, you get one point for a draw, zero for a loss. Yes, mm-hmm. and then three for three the, points yeah. for a win. But with your draw, there is still kind of a winner and kind of not a winner. Right. And right. that's the part I still haven't figured out yet. It's such yeah. I mean like, but that was a good draw, and this one yeah, eh, this not is a so bad good draw, draw, but yeah. it's a good draw. Like it's so fucking weird. But I got really into, it. and also like just watching the um. Like, how different Ryan and Rob were. Like, Ryan was just like, this is a money thing for Ryan, it seemed at first. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. he got, the bug got bit. And with Rob, it was like a full-on investment. This is Wells Philly right here. Like, I am right. I am here for the poor right. people. I'm here for the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, it actually made me really start to like Rob more because it's hard to like him sometimes because of his character in Always Sunny. Uh, sunny. You know? And so I started rewatching Always Sunny because I got like, like you know, I you have a different purge yeah. the thing or whatever. But yeah, so but then I started like paying attention to the stats of the fucking World Cup, which I've never done in my life. And when I saw that like the U.S. had had beat some of the people in the U.S. bot, I was like, oh shit, the U.S. is coming up. And then when I saw Japan take their their section, I was like, what the shit? Like you know, they beat Spain and Germany. Like they, it was never that was never. An expectation. Those two, 
Yes. So, I mean, if you get Spain and Germany, you think that you are, I mean, that's a, that's a very, not, not a bad draw. I don't know if they were in like what they call the, the group of death or whatever. Right. But so they're like alphabetized and they're only in like section E. So they're not the upper echelon, but they're like high performing teams. I, assume. I mean, the, I mean, all of these teams are, I mean, like, look at this Portugal. Okay. So Switzerland, we played Switzerland. We made it through this, you know, the 32. We made it to the second round, right? Because we got second in our group, America. We went and played Switzerland. Now, these are like the best of the best, right? You know what I'm saying? We played Switzerland, and we got our ass beat three to one. Portugal just beat Switzerland six to one. Yeah, damn. That has to be an exciting football game because that, that, a nil-nil game or a two-one game or a one-one game, whatever. But you throw in five-six. Yes. That's exciting. Those are. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So, so I mean that 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 just that just happened. So I mean yeah I mean Japan lost yesterday right Japan to. Japan lost yesterday to. Uh, Iran. No, that's who we no. lost to. Uh, I know I know that um, Morocco beat Spain today. Oh, I bet that was satisfying for Morocco. And and what's crazy? Yeah, so they're and you can they're defeat on your colonizer. One of your colonizers, <laughs> right? Sorry. So <laughs> and and listen, it was and it was crazy because we were I was I was kind of watching it during um, work today, and it was like they had a lot of chances. They did. They had a lot of chances to score, but they went to PKs. So, so in 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 now that you guys now, now that you're not like draw or loss, everybody has to win. Whoever wins, there's a winner and a loser, right? Yeah, can't they're, draw. They're going into quarterfinals, semifinals, and all of that type of shit. So, in this, you get so you play the first ninety, then you get a uh, an extra time, which I think is fifteen minutes. Something like that something like that then you get another 15 minutes if you're still tied after the first 15 then you get another 15 then that's when you go to pks so they went to pks and they missed all three <laughs> like these are these so, are players that don't that literally just know how to kick right so it's like a sudden death moment and right. they lost every single and so they they made one pass the goalie hit the hit the bar and then he stopped too which is fucking amazing like just that, like I have yeah. way more respect for goalies now that I've seen yeah. Wrexham than um, yeah oh boy was getting I didn't understand up. like I I did I did like all you ever see is a goalie diving for a ball he didn't catch yeah. it you know and so I'm always like what the fuck is the purpose like they're not gonna ever catch anything but when you see one actually like nailing every fucking you know kick right it's pretty dope so I guess I'm into it now I don't know shit yeah. but I'm learning. Yeah, you know, you know. Trees uh, like, please is... don't become interested in a sport. Don't, yeah. I, I don't want to care about it. It's in there. Else. It's and and it's in your <laughs> blood. So it it is, you know, it it can. Well, I I I mean, like I've always made jokes. So my my British side team is Manchester United. Like that's that's what my family's side is like really interested. I don't care. Like I've never cared. Um I started pretending that I was really into Arsenal because that's Idris Elba's team. I don't care. I fo- for whatever reason, I follow Arsenal on Twitter. Right, 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 I don't right. know why. It's silly. But now that I've watched Ted Lasso, now that I've watched Wrexham, 
I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on Wrexham because I just want, I want them to get out of um, that relegation. You know, that yeah. relegation. And, uh, I want to see. We're like, so close. Gabon or something like that. Like anything that I have a connection to, like, you know. Right. Whatever. Um, Gabon or Japan, if they pop up. So I was, yeah, I was excited. And then it's so funny because like constantly, like every couple of years, people find out Japan clean, uh, cleans up after every sporting match like that right it was all it was it was like it was a big thing and i was like olympics it happens at every fucking you know like anytime there's baseball crosses japan's whole deal is that like you're a good citizen and this is a way that you're a good citizen you clean everybody cleans up the stands no one goes home until it's clean but like that's the culture like they're raised to do it like they're like there's no janitorial staff at schools the kids clean the school like you're just raised with that mentality and it's just weird. Like, I know I'm Japanese, so I can't be that I know it because I'm Japanese because I've never lived in Japan. I just know it because every time there's some kind of sporting thing, they do this. And it always – but the way it created a sensation this year mm-hmm. at the World Cup, it was like, has nobody ever seen – like, has Japan never done well or something like that? Because, goddamn, people were flipping out every single time. I mean, I don't know if it had to do with that, but I do know that people were just like – I mean, you know, I don't know. I think it's when somebody does a nice thing, regardless of what it is, yeah. I feel as though people are just like, why would you do that? Who raised you, right? Like, in a bad way. And you're like, Because I... there's no scenario that made sense for people. Like, if they won and cleaned up, they're like, why did you clean up after you won? You should be celebrating. And if they lost and cleaned up, it was like, why did you clean up after you lost? You should be sad. You, get, yeah, you, you should be get angry. It's just like... They just, but the the sentiment is that like, if you do do better than than what what exists in the world, like if you just do better, the world gets better. That's that's just a Japanese idea. So that's how that's one way that it show it you know reflected or whatever. Um, so it's funny. Those are the those are the like recent things that I, that have popped up that I'm just like I didn't realize I was going to get into soccer, but if I'm moving to Mexico, I might as well. Get into soccer. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had something down downtown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nice festival, whatever. Um, what else? Uh, I got to see my boys and stuff. So that was, day. yeah, that was cool. Um, you were up there for the whole week. I was up there for the whole week. Um, Beans got to Beans got to make pies with my mama nice. and all of that. You know, sweet sweet potato um, pies because black people don't eat pumpkin pie. Um, this black person is pumpkin pie. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, no. <laughs> no. I always have um, to defend it. Like, it's not because I'm mixed. It, I, like, there are black people that eat pumpkin pie. I eat my, fucking my family, pie. My I'm going to tell you, I eat the guys. pie. If you out there, I eat pie. I will eat any fucking pie. I'll eat a pecan pie, a chocolate pie. My mom makes this, like, literally all it is is that you cook the um, crust, oh. right, the pie crust. And you make that like the old school pudding, like the actual cook pudding, not the, you know, just milk, but like the actual pudding. And then she just pours it into the, and it's literally just chocolate pudding on a crust. And you just put some, you know, uh, Cool Whip on top. Best shit ever. Right? Make it in and make a banana one. Best shit ever. Put some banana slices on that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. So, I eat pie. I had, um, 
I went to this little bakery for my birthday cake. I got this little mini cake, little lemon or whatever. Uh, but we got some pe- that we found out before we left. They had peach cobbler too, so we got some peach cobbler there. And I, I, I realized how little peach cobbler has been in my life lately, and I don't understand how that happened. Get it. Um, so now but that you, I, but you made a rum cake too. No, yeah, I made so I made two rum cakes, one for myself and one for the people we went to go visit. And then I got a text message the day before my birthday. I got a text message from one of the friends that we stayed at that was like, "My birthday's in January." Round cake number from cake round two. Um, <laughs> so it is actually something I make fairly decently. It's not. It, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a main thing now. It's a dude. main thing, yeah. So I and it, so I always make them at Thanksgiving. I always make them at Christmas time, um, mostly just because. It's weird because I can make that cake at any time of year, but for some reason I associate it with like cold weather. Mm-hmm. It's not a hot cake. I don't understand. Right. Why. It's not like you eat it, you warm it up and eat it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do warm it up, but um, I mean, I'm just saying, but it's, it's not, not like, a, it's not like, it's, you, not like oh, what it's, it's known for. It's done. Yeah. Let's go get a slice. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, I always make them during the holidays. So, um, but if it's also someone's birthday and they, they want a rum cake, I will make a rum cake. It's like the only thing that I there. So, there you go there you and i go. hadn't had one like i didn't make one last year at all and stuff like that so it was like time and then i'm flipping through my facebook memories and every like from like three days before thanksgiving and every single day after there's some reference to a rum cake in my memory in my yeah. facebook memories because <laughs> it's the season there yeah. it is there it is but so, there's so much we haven't covered we didn't talk about Black panther we didn't talk about a lot of things day. There was we, something else we you get, wanted to talk about the other day, but then we didn't record that day. Right. What was it that I told you? Oh, the holiday special? Oh, did you watch it? I did watch it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to watch it. And I was like, Look we should you. watch You're it. The one who yeah. me. I literally said we should watch it and go so then hey, what we will do <laughs> is we should watch it. <laughs> watch I'm telling it. you now, we should watch it. <laughs> no, um the reason I am wearing the vote or die shirt is because today is obviously it's runoff day. And are you fucking kidding me that there needs to be a runoff? For one thing. Um, 99... I mean, to be fair, Georgia is the runoff state. Like, like... Right. You're, you're Florida junior, bro. Like, come on, dog. It's just... So, they had to do a runoff. It says greater... The estimated votes in, it says greater than 99% that Warnock has won. Um, but by the sliverest of margin, like fifty-one percent, fifty-one point. I have fifty-one point three. No, I have fifty-one point oh three, forty-eight point nine seven. So it's a little bit bigger. But see, the but other thing is, the mail-in me? ballots don't have to be in until Thursday, right. so they're not even going to be counted. Like those yeah, aren't even ready right. to count. Uh, but there should be. A, I mean, at some point there should be because they've called it that type of thing where they call it and they say. Yeah. All of the, you know, all of this type of thing, and then Herschel's gonna have to do a a a a, a concession. He doesn't know what the fucking. He thinks he's gonna have to work at the concession stand. Yeah. Uh, later on, it, so while, he's gonna have to do a concession Texas, stand. While being in Texas. Well, but living in Texas, he's gonna say, "I." They told me I gotta uh, do a concession, but I ain't never made no nachos uh, because concessions no in the concession stands. But um, yeah, he needs to concede. You fucking idiot. So I, that part, that's why I'm wearing this shirt and to, for today. But yes, let's get into all the shit that we have watched. What have you done, Blurdy, lately? What I have done, Blurdy, lately, I guess getting into football and 
for whatever. That is blurdy. Um, that could be. That I, could be. Black Panther. So normally I watch Black Panther or excuse me, Marvel movies <laughs> um, three times in opening weekend, and then I continue to go, you know, in, until there's not available. Tell me where to go. But because Tell me where I was sick, I was just barely sick, so my my asshole ass did pop a, a you know a man. The big one, the you know, the hardcore, the doctor one. Yes. Um, I I plucked that on and I went on opening night because there's no way I was gonna open. But by by the next day, I was so fucked up I couldn't go again, mm. so I canceled all my weekend tickets, unfortunately. Um, but I've since gone three times. Um. And uh, I have all I have all kinds of feelings, all kinds of feelings. All right. Well, I mean, um, let's get into it. I know we're like hella late and everybody like at this point I'm I'm definitely not tripping about spoilers because if you haven't yeah. seen it yet then it's not a it's not a priority in your life obviously um, <laughs> but um i have almost everything i feel is good feelings for the most part with just two little caveats and one of those caveats is just kind of like a mm. um but i have a point for that one and then the other one is just okay. an actual complaint um, oh a complaint complaint okay straight up um uh, and, and it's one of those subtle things that like it wasn't until I heard someone bring it up that I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why that bothered me." Like it bothered me. Oh, like I, it bothered you, but you didn't really yeah, kind of. I couldn't. I couldn't tag it, and then somebody talk. mentioned why it bothered <laughs> them, and I was like, "God damn it, that's true." Um, so in terms of the whole movie, like I think the way they handled the death of Chichala was so correct, like so yeah. correct because, and I was just explaining this on on uh, Stephanie's show, um, which is coming out on Thursday. Uh, in the Marvel universe, in comics, the only permanent death that ever happens in the comics, cancer, mm-hmm. because people could get murdered by their nemesis. They can, they can, you know, uh, be beat up to death. Whatever they, they always come back to life, like in continuity, either in the same continuity or in a re, re um, boot or something like that, a, re, a new continuity. Um, as long as they didn't die of cancer, characters can come back. But if you die of cancer, you cannot. And so, like, my example that I cite is the original Cap- Captain Marvel, the character that's from Cree, the man, you know. Um, when he died of cancer, there was a universal funeral where people came from all over the universe. Even his enemies came to show respect because they had such respect for him as a warrior that when he died, everybody showed up. They've never rebooted them. The Captain Marvel mantle passed and Monica Rambeau and then, you know, Carol Danvers and all the da da da. But he's done. They'll, the, the, the idea is that they never bring him back to life because he died of cancer. And yep. in other books with Marvel, that's been the case too. So what I feel happened is that not just because T'Challa, or not just because Chadwick died of cancer, but I think what, what Ryan did was very smart because what they did was he closed off the oper- the chance for them to bring him back. So if they ever decided to recast him and just pretend, you know, the yeah. same continuity but a different actor, um, they won't be able to do that even if they change their mind. I know they originally said they weren't going to recast him, but then, you know, Chadwick's family came out and they're like, Chadwick would really want T'Challa existing. Um this way, Marvel doesn't have to renege off of what they said. They can literally just say, like, okay, he died. And then, you know, the spoiler alert that we learned in the credit scene is that there's T'Challa Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can age him up and eventually. TJ! You know, <laughs> yeah, TJ. <laughs> little TJ. Um, so what I think is, like, how they handled his death and everything like that was, was really perfect for 
the universe itself well, and yeah. for like giving everybody in I think it, yeah, I mean it gave it gave us a like a like a funeral like a right damn you know what I'm saying yeah that part of it is going yeah. because that was the thing we were always we were talking about like this last couple two years right is like how the fuck are they going to explain his death and when they showed it that there was a lab and there was like the hospital like feel to it, I was just like, oh, it's not like we're just learning. We're just not going to learn he died. Oh, like, we're, oh, we're he just there. passed two weeks in the other room. room. We just aren't in that room with him. So I do think that that was a really good way of um, of letting us experience his death because none of us knew it was coming. Right. Um, which I also think for Chadwick, I think was an important thing. Like he didn't want. He didn't want to. I assume he didn't want people to treat him like he was already dead, or that we were waiting right. for his death, or that it would take away from whatever the future of the movies and stuff like that were. He just, yes, it was going to be abrupt and it was going to be, um, you know, shocking to everybody. But at least he didn't. We weren't mourning him while he was alive, which is probably is something that a lot of people wouldn't want, right? You don't want right. to be mourned while you're still alive. So, I felt like they treated it like it was Chadwick's story through T'Challa. And I, I thought that was really great. Like, I have no complaints yeah. about that. I did weep like a, like crazy, though, when it mm, rolls from that, that into his, you know, the Marvel into the, scroll the death, was yeah. all... All of him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And it was it was silent, <laughs> and I was just like... Dead, so like, you could every drop a fucking... Fuck. Like, even Tristan and I had a cough at that time, and other people had, like, coughed throughout the movie. But in those moments, those, like, really deep, heavy Chadwick moments, not it, a not a fucking peep. I mean, you might have heard like a, you know, right. like, that, there was gonna be some sniffles. There was gonna be some sniffles. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, for the most part, I really like how they handled everything. My 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 complaint that has a caveat is mm-hmm. that you know it's hard to watch black on brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my my little note that I'm putting on that that I think Ryan did really well. Um, because he's from Oakland, you know, and I'm from Long Beach. Uh, our cities are very similar. Uh, my neighborhood had black and brown, black and brown kids, like blacks and Mexican kids, and the black kids would get picked up by the cops and dropped off into Mexican neighborhoods to get beat up, and the Mexican kids get dropped off in my neighborhood to get beat up and shit like that. Like the cops were pitting us together as a community, or any authority figure, and so like we were fighting each other. Because the authority figures were telling us to fight, right? And, right, you know, right. there's only little ways here and there where you start to realize, like, why are we doing the white man's bidding? We should unite. And I feel like that's what happened in this is that the global powers in this case are mostly white. But then you got, you know, these these two brown communities that start out as enemies. But in, even though technically they're still enemies because of what that last scene with Namora uh-huh. and Namora um, said, but, like, they're going to be allies until they're not. Um, right against you know the other powers that seemed very much like to mirror what happens what happened in like the hood that i grew up in and shit like that right, right. and he's from oakland so it's like very simple so i feel like so my ugh, i hate that it's you, you know, saw an enemy and stuff like that but then that that asterisk that i have on there is like that's my childhood like that's my right. that's right. where it came from so oh, I, and I've, I've said that whole that same thing is like i i I've never understood why blacks and Mexicans don't come together when they're st- you're in the same hood. We're like you guys hood, are like, next door to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yet we you want to fight with school. each other. Right? It's yeah. like that's fucking stupid. We're in the same if we 
you know, it's it's the I feel like it's the same mentality of like, you know, when there was more slaves than slave owners, like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying the house slaves shouldn't be mad with, the, you know, what I'm well, saying we should get together that's what's so and diabolical about white supremacy is that it convinces us that we're enemies. Right. Right. You know, um, so I, just... I, I believe that's what Ryan intended. I haven't heard him, you know, directly say that, but I think in showing us that it was a very much a reflection of what it's like to exist in a space as two separate communities that are like in and of ourselves are powerful, but we, our power has been not acknowledged. Right. But together, you know, double the power. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. So I thought it was, I thought all that was really, no, that, really great. I saw that. I mean, I, I kind of, I was like, damn, it sucks that it's really is a movie about black people fighting Mexican people. Like essentially it is black people fighting Mexican instead of it's, you know, Wakanda versus Talacan. My, I, you know what I hate? <laughs> and I said, one thing, not, I didn't hate it, but it was like when I said it and I was just like, it was so weird that like, I didn't like that whatever they called him, I understand that that was what his name was when they called him Kulkulkan. But I heard KKK. <laughs> I'm just saying. That was, <laughs> that was me. I was like, what? Well, but. to be fair, it's not, it's not <laughs> Ryan's know. fault. That is the word. That is the word yeah, for the feathers that of God. That is the word. So, I, I so, know. I just, so I heard. It, to be fair, that being said, I hear yes. what you're saying. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, some of the stuff that's bothered me and like the discourse around it is that like white Mexicans are having a problem with dark skinned Mexican representation. Just like, mm-hmm. come on, people. Right. Um, like, if anything, that reveals to us how often that happens when, you know, you, we might not see it as often. Like, we are more familiar with, you know, white Mexicans versus brown Mexicans in terms of movies and shit like that. But, um, but like to see them do that when and the complaints that there's not enough um Mexican representation when technically it's not supposed to be Mexican representation, it's Maya rec- representation, but it's just played so it's by overall. mostly yeah. Mexican yeah. because that's who's still around, right? Right. skin Mexican. So I It's just I mean it's 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 the colorism situation. No one can be happy. Yeah. Right. That like, too. Yeah. yeah, but to but to to reveal as much as I hate that it's happened to reveal the colorism that exists in other communities, not just black communities, I think is also important. It's important for us to see that it happens in other communities as much as it is, you know, us. like let's have this conversation, right? Um, and the way in which like people have just fallen in love with Tenoch uh, Huerta mm-hmm. um, for his like just unapologetic dark skinness like he's just not here to listen to your little tears about yeah. not being paler mexicans in the right. movie um yeah i fucking love it. like i never heard of that guy until yeah now i gotta until, go back yeah. and fucking watch uh what is that uh narco yeah i never watched narco, narco? you know yeah. something like that yeah. like i yeah um plus i've been watching so because i'm moving to mexico i've been like you know working <laughs> you have to watch narco Spanish. now yeah I gotta <laughs> No, um, because I've been moving to Mexico, I've been studying Spanish and stuff like that, but I've been following some, like, um, uh, TikTokers that, like, teach different things about um, Spanish language and stuff like that, and so because I've been following those, a lot of my feed is switched into almost entirely Spanish, like, not everything I'm watching, so my feed is all, like, black comic book nerd shit, mixed TikTok, even though mixed TikTok is really toxic, 
um, and I'm not engaging in it. I'm just watching it. And then, um, you know, like uh, uh, movie shit, Marvel shit, comic book shit, and then just like Spanish language. Only. Like, I don't even know how yeah. it happened, but yeah. it's like all Spanish. Um, and so I've been seeing these interviews that, that Tanok is doing in Mexico in Spanish, and Tanok in Spanish is not Tanok in English. Like in English, Disney's paying his bills right now, so he's just like, "Oh, representation," and I'm so happy. And da da da. Yeah. Tanok in Mexico though is just like, yeah. act like you know, someone tells me that they're into me, and I'm gonna kiss them. You know, like he's just yeah. like he is there for fucking party. He, yeah. Like he he's got his family and things like that too. But he's like everybody's can love me and. Um, you know, he talks about his daughters having empowerment and stuff like that too. But then, if someone describes something a little bit naughty, he's right there with her to be right. naughty and so it's <laughs> like he's cracking I, me up. I think, and I think the Disney, the Disney, um, the way, especially because of all of the people that they that they are employing now, and all of mm. these movies and all of that, they had to change. Where when you're a part of a Disney franchise can't do some other shit yeah. where you are looked at as well dude you got that you got that disney thing you can't be uh yeah. over here talking to these bitches you know what i'm saying or too difficult because they own too many properties now right right exactly and so it's like hmm i'm gonna be who i'm gonna be yeah i'm not gonna be out there smacking bitches and doing you know what i mean yeah. but i'm gonna be me and disney's gonna it, and they've actually been a, a a bit of like standing behind the yeah. people and things like that. Yeah, because you know, he's talking a lot about representation. He's talking a lot about colorism, and I haven't seen any complaints in that in that department. But I would say that he's more fiery in his. He's passion. a Latin. You know, he's like, a Latin. No, I don't mean like that. I don't mean like spicy. I didn't mean I it like that. It I really spicy. mean like because it's his first language, he can be like, yeah, you know, whereas in yes. English, he has to like really think through mm-hmm. because it's his second Because language. he has to, yes, yes. Yeah, so, so because I'll he's got to focus you. that way, he can't be all like this or whatever. I, I hate that I accidentally, like, I, I, even I get I'm sorry. Um, I got you. I got you, girl. Don't trip. <laughs> but like, yeah, to see him all excited, I'm, yeah, I'm really into it. But the TikToks related to him are fun. Like the way black women are thirsting over Tanoff right now mm-hmm. is so wonderful yes i'm enjoying tiktok <laughs> um i'm enjoying it quite thoroughly. oh and then i'm also glad that they have a thing too yes you know what i'm saying I, and that was i hear that right that he, it's not that he just made it up but he saw it in some things and then they actually yeah. just did it so a lot of the like pictograph type things that are in maya culture they do they have show, the hands, they're like, doing this position or whatever and so um uh, the actress that played namora and him had presented that as a thing so that they would have a thing too that's um, fucking smart and then you know and white people are just like, like what's happening what, what do we do um yeah and like it got, like, <laughs> the, like the white characters like are now like second with i don't the know Shang-Chi what to do with my movie, like i don't I'm, know what to I'm do with my hands chinese but like when shang chi chinese folks didn't get one so maybe going forward maybe simu maybe someone will slide into simu's uh dms and be like get one for the asians um but like but Kids like your kids who are black Mexican, both, white, yes, yes, they can do. We both, can do, right? Yeah. yeah. You know so, like, what, what I do and what I have done in like black and Japanese spaces um, is I've done, I've done it and then bowed. So yeah, oh, done, okay, know. I so see. That, it. That's that's how I've been mixing the two. But um, I, I like the talakan one. I think that's dope. Yeah, and and it and it worked with 
it, it worked. It worked with all of the things that, yeah. That, so it's so yeah. like, I love, I love the culture building the that world, yeah. you saw the world building that it was in there. It was and, a lot of, okay, shit. Colonizers again. Colonizers. When they're colonizing and, and that things. Being the reason for the anger is like, yes, a hundred percent. I'm not fucking with them niggas up there. Yeah, yeah. We gonna be down here being our thing. Yeah. You feel me? Um, and the reason my peoples is down here because I we had to get up get get away from there, and that's yeah. that was a, I I loved how they did that. I you know I yeah, don't know how Atlanta like any other underwater world we've ever seen. You know, like it really looked like a Maya city, right. but underwater right. and stuff. Like it was. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I was like, and you know, I've always wanted to be a mermaid in real life. I've always wanted to live in an underwater city. Um, so if we can start making that happen, I mean, I, I would believe that Disney's working on a water park now. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> on my yeah. birthday, we went to the aquarium just because we didn't have like I couldn't afford to get to the LA Comic Con. So um, I uh, we went to the aquarium, and they have one of those trains that go in an underwater tube in a mm-hmm. shark tank thing. So yeah. like close the thing so it's all dark. So I got to be underneath a whole bunch of shark, which was pretty fun for me. But then it immediately made me be like, I, I want to I want to get dual citizenship to telecom. Yeah, I mean if you're okay with black Japanese uh, uh you know as long as we don't <laughs> yeah. Just say we part I'll pay, part I'll both. Pay I'll, I'll pay my rent and shit. Like, yeah. We we and we ain't we ain't too colonizing. Do colonize yeah, it, it's not our fault. It's not yeah, our fault. we we just we just yeah lineage. Our, our um, grandparents married <laughs> colonizers. So, uh. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it happens. It happens. Yeah, it's been funny. Um, you know? but uh, all right, and then so there was that. Did you watch Black Adam? Did we talk about Black Adam? Oh, I don't think we did. Oh, but let me tell you the thing that I that I do hate, and then we can move on. Okay, what is the thing you do hate? It was with no caveat. It was funny, not ha ha. Like everybody laughed, but it immediately made me feel a kind of way when Mbaka calls Okoye a bald-headed demon. You bald-headed demon. Yeah. You know that was him doing it, right? That wasn't in the fucking script it wasn't or anything. So this, no. so that makes it even worse, actually, because I really love um, Winston Duke. But so it immediately bothered me, and then I heard somebody say later, and I was like, oh what it is it's that black man demoralizing a black woman thing like you could have a disagreement without actually attacking the physical aspects of her which knowing how important a bald head is to the dormilaje that's why that bothered me so much you know and so i didn't Didn't realize like so i've been kind of i was like man ryan is so attentive to all these things it really bothers me that that's that that happened, but now knowing that it's an ad lib thing from Winston Duke, that that's a different kind of bother because I mean it went through two levels, you know, it went through uh, Winston Duke saying it, and then it went through Ryan clearing it in editing, right? But I think the way the reason he said it though was because of that's what because you got to look at it this way, he's the head of he's the head of a truck of a different tribe yeah he looks at them like oh the you know and he already said that oh the women you know i have to, if i was the head of the door melaja y'all would have you know like he was really saying like my military yeah is better than yeah. y'all shit y'all motherfuckers over here you know 
Yeah, he's like, y'all balding your head and all that bullshit. That, this is kind of what I'm hearing. Like, y'all just over here doing this bullshit. We would have beat his ass, fish man. Well, you know actually, what I'm saying? He wasn't complaining about the Dormelaja in that case. He was complaining about the River Tribe. And the River Tribe, are the men were the ones that he was saying wasn't doing their job. They're the ones that oh, are okay. That's the people that Nokia comes from. She's a river. Mm-hmm. She's from the River Tribe. Um, that's who he was complaining about. But him and... Okoye, I guess, have a push-pull thing, and so when he did that, I was just like, hmm, I don't love mm. that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I got I feelings. Like, okay, here's the thing is, I understand that it happens in the community, and then maybe you're you you're explaining it like this is just something that happens, but it's one of those things where you don't want other people outside of the community to know about right? so that we can right. deal with it internally, but because it's a Marvel movie, now they've just seen, a, you know, a dark-skinned black man come you know, make fun of a dark skinned white woman in an is in physical, you know, her physical appearance attacking. So that I didn't love. Mm-hmm. I didn't love that. Um because I feel like it's so easy of a thing. I think say. they had the, was there another type another time that they said that too? Bald headed demon? Yeah. I don't think nothing I don't think they said anything like that. I mean oh that oh the other thing is that like um Riri com- made fun of her bald head um, the ashy makeup right. on her bald head too so there was like double like a cool that's and that's what I'm saying like throughout the film there were there were yeah. other bald headed but the, types of jokes. but it's again it's just like you know um, why did it ha- like I don't know I don't know it's just like it, I just didn't love it because because Black Panther has been love all the way through even when like even with like Killmonger being you know causing all kind of shit and and that you know t'challa still ends it with we can try to figure out a way to bridge a gap between us and he was like no i'm gonna die anyway right like it seemed like there was like the world itself has been so in more loving i guess more community-based in trying to resolve things and in this case it was like two kinds of attack and like akoya just took a lot of l's in this movie like she really did yeah um she had you know she had a rough go of it um, until until that end bit. So, um, and it's weird because I mean he he did have that relationship. He has that relationship with um with her. You know, w- when he has that that type of of, of relationship uh, with her, but then his relationship with Shuri is so totally different, right? Because the way he's with Okoye is like, we're rivals and I'm talking shit to you. You know what I mean? But and Like with Okoye, it might be we're both warriors and so I can talk shit to you. Maybe. As warriors. Maybe. maybe. But then when he's with Sherry, he's like, the old, he's, he's stepped in. And I love yeah. that part of it. But I do love yeah, that I didn't part. even, I didn't get that. I mean, yeah, I, I noticed that there were, you know, there were a lot of bald-headed jokes. I guess yeah. another thing is that uh, M'Baku does go after Shuri in the first movie with you know her scoffing at tradition and stuff like that. But the role he takes for Shuri in this movie, I really do enjoy that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know, it just didn't sit well with me. Um, the two attacks uh, specifically about, about the bald head thing. Mm-hmm. Given how important it is to the Dormelage, it's like, I don't know. Right. right. Um, but yeah. But I, I love it. I, I I cried every time, and I will continue to cry every time I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
it's already gotten to 70, 733 million globally, I think. Uh, so we're going to hit a billion eventually. Um, which we can segue using that to get into Black Adam to say that Black Adam hasn't even broken even. It's at a, it's going to be a hundred. They say that it might be at a hundred million loss. Yeah. So how do you keep? I, I, I understand, and we talked about. I think we talked about how old boy is leaving um, the Witcher to go do Superman. Yeah. Here's the thing. But the t- and and having just watched all kind of soccer shit, I'm gonna use soccer. Um, <laughs> the DC, the DCU is relegated. They're, they're they're relegated and they're in a rebuilding period, and they're gonna have to throw a whole lot of money into getting the players that they need to get out of relegation. So right now, it's not about the loss of it's the not money. About the loss, it's, it's about the the positioning and getting more. Yeah. Okay, I feel, because you, because it, think about what else has happened. They got a new coach. Yeah, you're right. James Gunn and the other dude are coming in. All you had to do is put it into to sports terms and yeah. Hey, what up? I've what never, up, player? I've what never, up, player? I don't think I've ever done that except for like boxing is really the only sport I know anything about. Because that, okay, so so you who you are listening, whoever is listening, that's a first. Where first time. Maine is using. I'm a using sports, You're sports, the athlete. Analogy I'm using sports analogy for me to understand. <laughs> the, yes, I'm I so get proud it. Of, I'm so proud that that. I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you too. I'm proud of you too. It, it could be that it comes. You know, your wisdom comes with age. <laughs> Second age joke. Boom. Gotcha. You're gonna hit all of us. <laughs> all These of are not working no more. These ain't. But boy, boy, I come over there. Um. So. <laughs> so but yeah, um, I haven't seen Black Adam yet, um, mm, but I did. Okay. I did. Okay, well, that's what happened. Yeah, I didn't realize you hadn't seen it. Yeah, no, but I, I don't. You know, I, you know how I am. You, you can talk about it, and I, I go see it. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can still go because there's definitely some things that, like you and me specifically, could bring up. Yeah. Um, my biggest beef with The Rock as an actor is. You can't get no matter how much you like the dude, like if if he's a, someone you really like, you yeah. can't get too excited about any moment where he's challenged because he has a contract, uh, like across the board, his characters are not allowed to lose. Wait, what? You don't know that about him? No. This is the most. Dis- I will this not is, lose. This is, is in the contract. One, uh, one of the most <laughs> disappointing things about somebody like The Rock is. He is a big old muscular fucking dude who, like, yeah, you can probably do a lot of shit, right? But are you so fragile that your contract has to state at no point does a character I play actually lose? So knowing that makes it hard to, (laughs) when things go south on him, because you already know he can't lose. So even if he plays a villain, which essentially he was, they have to write it in such a way that gets him out of total out of a jam to not lose the fight. Wowzers. So he's able to save face. It's such a alpha male move, you know? Like that to me is a that's I right? that is. That is. I'm cuz I I am a fan of the rock. Yeah. I would not think that like I would think okay, you got to go into every every project 
not understanding what could happen or what could yeah you know what i'm saying yeah that's you can Douglas, so you know i know i have a tendency I, to ruin um behind you the them for me. i do i do i have a tendency to ru- ru- ruin behind the scenes shit because like, that's <laughs> because i was in the film industry like that's the kind of stuff i'm interested in but yeah when i found that out about him i was just like god damn like i have I like The Rock a lot. I like Dwayne Johnson, you know, stuff like that. But I have there's I like some beef Dwayne. I have with him. My my two beefs, my major two beefs with him is the is I can't lose thing, which seems silly to me for some for someone like that. That imposing that that would be like you. And also, he's a girl dad too. Right. Like I understand you as an athlete and as a father of athletes being competitive and stuff like that or whatever. But what I've never heard or seen you do is cut your child down for losing or, or, you know, or like if the whole team lost, it'd be like, let's just put this in perspective. Here's what you did well in your performance. Here's where we can improve. Like, you know, whatever. Right. Someone like, and you're the massive thing that you are. If he is that fragile, looking like he looks, being as physically um, capable as he is in a fake thing, like a and movie. a fake thing, and a thing that's written, and a thing that's fake. where outcome is yes. <laughs> you can't lose like that, really. Bothers. So that's beef. No, that's one of the beefs I have with him. The other beef. Now we're gonna put a second patty. It's the, put the beef thing. down. It's we're gonna put he, cheese. He is selectively black. When he's with Kevin, when he's we, with Kevin Hart, he's black. But he never. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words on this, but he he always has black children in movies. He never has a black partner. You think that's you think that's him? I don't know. I mean he has a white he has a white girl I know, now. I know his his real life. Not girl. his first one though. Not his first one. His but daughter. In movies in movies they always cast black children for his child. They they don't even give him like a a uh, Polynesian or or mm. anything like that child. They always give him black children. Mm. And he never has a active black partner. Like, it's always clear that he's divorced or separated or whatever, but there's never a scene with him and a black woman as a partner. Wowzers. And so I think it's weird. Because he's an executive producer he, of almost everything. He has, he has played a lot of Father figure or dad, two mm-hmm. mixed kids. Two mixed kids, like it's it's like, sometimes it's clear that fairy, they're mixed or they're at least black um, kids. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. but he never seems to have a black partner, which is kind of interesting because how did you make those black babies? So I feel like uh. he's. I feel like if he's in a room where I think he does the Obama thing, if he's in a room with black people, he code switches black. Yeah, you know. When he's in any other space, he's not even necessarily a Polynesian person. He's a superstar. He's, I, I, I mean, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like he yeah. turns on this thing, but when he's around black people, he does. You know, he changes his cadence. He does this kind of stuff, and I and and like. Uh, now, do you fault him for it? Kind of, only because. Wait, because we, because listen. You and I. I know. We code switch. I know we do. We do it all the time. Even my, even, even, even rice. 
yeah. asked me this shit the other day. Because she goes, because uh, she, you know, sees me with my brothers and shit. You feel me? And she's heard this. And so she was like, she was trying to make fun of me doing my doing my work. The question is, what what is the most authentic you? I think is what my beef is. And it's because I don't know him personally. I can't answer the question. You and I grew up in black households. Even though we have, in your case, a white parent and, a, and you have white brothers and a sister, and in my case, a Japanese and white, you know, like, right, right, even right. though we had people that weren't black in our households, we grew up in black households. The dominant group of our friend base is predominantly black. Our, I would argue... And I won't put words in your mouth, but for me, I would argue that my my main accent is the supposed black accent. Yes. The not your main my, accent. My main accent, right? My Long Beach accent. Your M A N E accent. But when I moved back to Sacramento, my aunt like kept me up into late hours trying to fix my accent so that I could be hireable after I got out of school, so I would be more professional and shit like that. So that's what changed my accent. Mm. She kept me like I would stay up till like two, three o'clock. I did not know that. She was learning. Like that's why I don't. That's why I don't count to ten no more. Like or um. Bo. Like that was the one. That's from car wash. That sticks out of my head the most. But I would like you know ten dollars, and then she'd be like ten dollars, and then she would grab my face and be like. But she's she's Japanese, right? Right. And so and she was and she was dealing with something herself. She was dealing with stuff herself. So she was actively trying to get me to be hireable. This was the explanation as to why we were working on my accent, is to make me hireable after She literally said that? Yes. So the problem is that that accent became my predominant accent because I went from transitioning that into a workplace, like into college and into Mm -hmm. a workplace. And so I spent more hours in the day talking like that. But then by the nighttime, I would switch and I would like, like I didn't have to actively think about it anymore, so I'd go back into my my natural accent, my Long Beach accent. Mm-hmm. When I like when I moved here to Houston, this was when it became the most evident. Is when I was in um, the comic book shop. I, it's in the third ward of Houston, predominantly an historically black community. I would start out the day talking in my uh, altered accent, my right. professional accent, and by the end of the afternoon, I was full on Long Beach. And I wasn't picking it up, but Byron was. Byron was like, as the day progresses, you get blacker and blacker. But I'm never accused of like being inauthentic about it. It's just like what the way he would express it would be like, your accent comes back. Right. The more right. you, the more black people you talk to, your accent comes back, which makes sense because that's something I naturally do anything. Because I have a Japanese grandmother, British grandmother. If I'm around people who have an accent, I eventually end up adopting their accent, um, and. In my case, my natural accent is my Long Beach accent, but my forced on me accent became the dominant accent because of how much work she did on me and the fact that I went into corporate America right after, right? Right. So now that I don't have that kind of hindrance anymore, um, yeah, I mean, it still comes out. You can still hear me with the semi-professional thing, but the, the blackness comes out more often, is more evident throughout the day. Whereas it used to only be evident at night. Because so, that was when you, that's when you could. That's uh, when I could relax. Relax. So I would argue that when you're with your brothers and your daughters are seeing you like that, like right now they're seeing 
salesman dad mm. at home accent. But when you get back home and you're with your brothers or with the boys or something like that, they're going to hear what I think is more naturally your accent, which is the accent that other people identify with. And you kind of have that right. E40 thing going on when you talk. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just do it. You know what I mean? It yeah. just comes out. It just but, comes out. Yeah. I mean, do you think that he... Do you, mm. See, he did grow. It would be hard. It would be hard to see him in his authentic self. Like you would yeah. have to see like a documentary. But once the cameras are on, it's him. It's him. He's, he's the soup. Right? He's the rock, yeah. not Dwayne. So when he's, you know, like, mm. and you see him do his Polynesian stuff, right? You see him do his, his. So like, when he's in a movie, he's granted blackness by non-black people right. all the time. We are like that too. Like, black people know we're black, so we're black. You know, occasionally they'll mention that. You know, in your case, you got a white mama, me, I got a Japanese. Like, occasionally they'll acknowledge our mixedness, but but it's not in a way that is is saying like you're not black enough. It's just saying why you are. Mm-hmm. Why you're not? Yeah, doing, yeah, right? yeah. Um, but like, I don't think this happens to you, but I know it doesn't happen to me. I never get accused of pulling a black set. Right. Because I'm not. I have never. You know I've never saying? heard. Yeah. Like, I've never heard that. Like, I've got. I've gotten where somebody would hear hear me. Like I. I it's funny because I've I've walked. I've had my phone on my on on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking to Shane or whatever. And I'm like, I. I and I told that nigga like um. And I've walked by a black person and they like. Like you know what I mean? Like they've heard it, and then because they were like, a little then, pale if they're not paying attention. To right. If they're not paying attention. Your, yeah. But then they look and they're like, oh. But even okay. with me, like I'm a yellow brown, right? But once they see my face, like I'm never, I have never ever, like I You're can't. Like, why tell are you, you trying to talk black? There's never no. been a moment in right. my life that's happened. Right. When it has happened, is a non-black person has told me, "I didn't understand that you were black until I heard you say motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, that is a, that is a, <laughs> that is a word. <laughs> That can, that can go, yes. So, like, this was a really close friend of mine who had known me for many years. And we're, and I'm on the, we're driving together and I'm on the phone or something happened and whatever happened made me go, (laughs) motherfucker. And when I did it, she goes, oh, I never really realized you were black. Like, I know you're black, but I never really realized it. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, because, like, I can hear it now when you say motherfucker. And it was because this you person said motherfucker, motherfucker, um, and this person was not black, so they're going off of what stereotypical blackness, right. you know, whatever that they heard. <laughs> and in and uh, and in other cases, non-black people have said something like, "Where are you from?" Because your accent is unusual, and I know what they're saying, but they they can't say it right. right so, right. um. But I've never been accused of pulling a black set. I've never been accused of faking blackness mm. or upping my blackness. Necessi- like, that doesn't, I'm not right. necessarily accused of that either, right? right. Um, but usually people will grant, will give me, how do I say that? Like, usually black people will be like, oh, there it is. You know, like, like they, I heard you say so. They're I, I, granting I me blackness, yeah. but then I'll say something, and they're like, "Oh, that's, that's mm-hmm. it. I see mm-hmm. it now, or I hear it now, right?" 
but I'm never accused of being fake and I'm never because I'm not that's my natural right. accent right I'm just I'm working I'm I actually wonder... working on getting my accent back is what it is because right so and so I I, I actually have to then wonder if we'll ever understand like do we just take it as there's rock and there's the rock and, and then there is Dwayne. I think that's because what it is. I think I like it's weird because I think that him and Kevin, because he can be that nigga mm-hmm. when he's around Kevin, right? He can go back to. I mean, like I would think that you know, like when he was in high school, when he was in college, you know what I'm saying? There probably weren't hella Samoans. I mean, you thought you. I mean, if you even watch the show, I mean, I'm just taking the show as that's what he feels as though is his life or whatever, is, you know, he grew up around a lot of celebrities. So it was a way to be, you know what I'm saying? So maybe he was essentially learning to be hired like your aunt did for you mm-hmm. through the through that, you know, through those those people that his father, you know, the, the wrestlers and all yeah. of those people that were around. And he never really had a blackness, even though. The de- you know his dad was black. Um, well, look at Obama, so, right? Like I've I've said this about him even when people. Have oh, he was black him. this week when he was in Georgia. He was black. He was black this week. This is this is my thing about Obama, and people would get mad at me back when he was first starting out because they're like, we're, we're trying to get one. I'm like, I understand it, but he's not. He's not mixed black like you and I are mixed black. He was raised by his white mother and white um, grandparents. And then he moved to Indonesia with his white mother and his Indonesian stepfather. And then he moved back to Hawaii with his white family. He didn't start engaging in blackness blackness. until college. And even then, (laughs) (laughs) but even then, like, was he surrounded by black people? I don't think so. I don't think until he got to the south side of Chicago and was working in that environment, was he finally around more black people. Right, more than just the one or two that might be in a shared space with him in college or or in law school, right? Mm-hmm. So when he was on the campaign trail, he would be Barack Obama, and then he'd go to the South and he'd be Barack Obama. <laughs> you know, like he would, and like all of a sudden he has this case that rock. is not natural to him because you and I, like you and I, don't only talk one way all the time and then when we're a black around black people we talk black that's right. not what we do right. right we we talk this way every now and then it leaks over like the corporate right. talk and the and the like every now and then it crosses over he only crosses over when he's talking to other black folks but he's right. also african-american we're right. black he's african-american he, i don't know how much he <laughs> really was around his African father, but like his access to blackness, if he had a read book. father around him would have been different than ours. We had black dads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you get know? that. Yeah. I mean, so it, but that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of like when you speak, when you, when there's, you know, when we have a Nigerian friend or something, right. Mm-hmm. And you have a Nigerian, there's, there is a culture that is Nigerian you know, he could be mixed, but, you know, my mom's Nigerian. And so there's a lot of different things that yeah. they deal with because of that. Yeah. Because, like, the African kids that, like, came to school, like, we went to school with and stuff like that. Like, I bet they had, I bet their double personality. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah. 
I bet their double personality was a mix of being African at home and black outside. Black, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. their their code switch for performative blackness, if you will, was when they left home and had to go to school and they're around mm-hmm. American black kids. Right. But when they were at home, I bet you goddamn they were African. Right. And I bet whatever from wherever they came from, you know, if they like they had Nigerian behaviors, they had Kenyan behaviors, like whatever. But when they got outside, they had to roll with the black kids. Otherwise, they were going to be made fun of for being African. Because that shit used to happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, that's my like that's my point about Obama. And it's not like I don't love him for some things. Right. But it always bothered me, especially as a mixed person, it bothered me because what I don't want people to think is that we're always going to perform what we're mixed with. Not and that we are that, that big, are, you know. Yeah. And I think the reason why, like, I probably get more room in a group of black folks than, say, like, my fully black friend who grew up in the white suburbs, like, that's because I'm giving, grew up in in black hood, which is, like, it's been decided that that means black, right? right? Whereas her growing up in the suburbs, she's white acting. But she's not. She's just acting according to the environment according she was raised in. She's exactly black. Exactly what I was saying. She the environment she was be, raised in. She just happened to grow up around more white people. I have, I'm mixed, but I happen to grow up around more black people. So that's why I maneuver spaces. And we've and this particular friend I'm thinking of, we maneuver spaces together. And the way I'm treated is more black than yeah. them. And they're, they got two black parents and I got one. You know, Does that upset them? Uh, have they said, or have they said anything? What happened was, and there's something I had to work on since then, is occasionally I would make fun of her for not being black. Because Mm. everybody starts with a problematic, you know, you tend to start in problematic, and then you learn some shit. And she had gotten upset at me about one time, because I was like, are you black? Um, and I don't remember what it was, it was like liking some band or some shit. Um, and, and, uh, and I, but like everything they're into is essentially white stuff, like white music, white, you know, blah, blah. And so I think I did that, and, and she had, uh, she got real quiet. Like, she took it for a while before she brought it up. And then one day mm-hmm. she had, she'd said, you know, I'm, I'm sick of you doing that. And I was, and it hit me where I was like, oh, shit, I do do that. You know, like, I didn't even realize that I was doing it. And it was probably even, like, more offensive because I missed, right? Right. But I was assigning to that idea that hood black is black and anything else isn't. Right. And I had to grow, you know. Yeah, so as, we all, as we all have we to at points, you know. So, like, when I say the thing that bothers me about The Rock is because I don't know what he's like in his real life. I don't know him. So I don't know what – all I know is that it feels inauthentic when I see him mm-hmm. do it. Um, but, shit, I don't know, you know. Right, right. Like, I don't know what's the real – But, I mean, because I, I – Cause I've seen him like, it's funny. Cause I've seen him. We've all seen him with Kevin mm-hmm. and I can only really say, cause that's, that's like his go-to black best friend. <laughs> black best friend. You feel yeah. me? That's his. And I, they feel like they fucking riff off each other. Yeah. Like brothers would. They got good chemistry. And essentially how niggas would. You feel me? And like the way they can disrespect each other, but won't let anybody else disrespect the other one. That's, a, that's yes. That's 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 what we do, right? Right, right. So, 
I, I feel I feel as though I think I don't know. I, I don't know if I if, if I think as I, I look at them differently. I mean, shit, now I'm looking at them differently because of them. Kate, I will not lose. <laughs> I'm sorry. Literally, I really, contractually. I really, really hope <laughs> that he stops doing that because it's giving insecurity. He, so you know. he has the he has the opposite contract of Sean Bean. Sean Bean says, I fucking like, died. Everything. Fuck it. Like, Every project I mean, I'm not going it's, on. It's really funny, too, because even though with Sean Bean, even though I know that when he pops up, that nigga going to die eventually, <laughs> it's not unsatisfactory. Maybe exactly. because he's a white man. Maybe it's because he's so <laughs> so not fragile that he's like, I right. can take this L and take this paycheck. Every death I take. Every death I take. <laughs> but like, that's his thing, right? And so now he's known about it. But it's not that unsatisfactory. And it's funny because even with Game of Thrones, like, I didn't, I was suspicious that he was going to die because he's Sean Bean. But the way it hit the world, like, this was going to be the one time Sean Bean wasn't going to die as a main character, right? right? And then he dies and everybody freaks out. It <laughs> didn't, it, me out, it wasn't unsatisfactory for me. It was not unsatisfactory. I feel but like I had to research after the fact because I was like, wait. That is that motherfucker that dies because I was like, he's <laughs> going to get through. Because you know, it was the last episode and we like, all right, usually they do shit in the ninth episode so that you deal with, you know, and yeah. open up new it's cams the, and the, pan of, the penultimate. Penultimate, yeah. yes. So, and I'm like, yeah. did they just kill that nigga? There was, no, there was no way back? It was like, no way back, bro. There was no way back. But so, like, with him, it doesn't seem like it. It actually seems kind of dope that there's a man that's that secure with his self and his career that he's like, I'm gonna take this L every time and every I'm gonna time. catch that check. Whereas the Rock, who you feel like, if anybody in acting has everything, he's got looks, he's got athleticism, he's got the executive natural body. Natural, yeah. Like he, I know he works hard, but he is built like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, he's got money. He's got the power in Hollywood to do any movie he wants, and he's always an executive producer of every project he works on. You're gonna tell me with all of that, you also need to win. Your character also needs to win. He can never be defeated. Okay, so my goal from for the rest of my life. <laughs> Is to interview The Rock at some point and say, "Really? <laughs> really?" So let's start you know working on um, getting The Rock on this show. I mean, because yes, he does some blurdy shit. Yeah. He is also mixed. We are mixed. We can. It, I, we can I make would, it happen on militantly mixed. We can make it happen on blurred comics. It's Either literally match made in heaven. Yeah. Right. You're oh. you're big and muscular. I'm right. Like, Right. I'm I'm the Kevin Hart. I look mixed <laughs> with, you know, I get that I'm Polynesian all the yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know. It's so perfect. We got to make it happen. Um, I, before we go. Yeah. If you get an advent calendar, do you open it all up at one time or do you open are you I one that I have to admit I've never gotten one. <sighs> you got to get you one, dude. I'm pretty you sure I would open it up. You see, okay. So I was I was man <laughs> Because okay, so uh, there's treats in it, right? Like it's got yeah. little candies and shit. Yeah, little yeah, things. I'm opening it. I'm opening so, <laughs> so mom, mom Vicky, she got uh, the girls advent calendars, and um, Bean's got an advent calendar of makeup because she's 13. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Rice got advent calendar of Marvel characters. I'm 100% opening that shit all on so the first day. So this is the first one. It's well, it's That's a gingerbread hole. I want right. That. They're Funko Pops. I want 100%. I would open every single one. I'll leave the the cutest one for last. And it, so she just got it. Right. These are gingerbread. Thanos in a fucking. Well, hold on. Let's let's so you can see. He has a ugly Christmas sweater on. Dope. That's Thanos with an ugly Christmas sweater. Or gingerbread. Right. And then the this was num this was the first day. Root with fucking have some yeah. Christmas roots. Yes. Oh, not a so thing. one kid opens it all. <laughs> this one, she just got it, and she's like, "Dad, can I open?" And I'm like, "Don't be an asshole. You can't <laughs> open up advent calendars all one day." And she just keeps looking at it like, "There's more toys." I, I need to open it all. There is more toys in that shit. Like, like <laughs> listen, I, wanna... I grew up on welfare. Sometimes you had to bolt in the night. And you might not get to take all your shit, so I need right. to. I need to get need it all before it gets taken away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm yes. Mom if it's candy, I'm definitely opening that shit right away. Yeah. So there could be candy. There's Marvel ones. There's uh, different different kinds. Um, she got very appropriate ones for the two girls. Um, that works. And yeah. I'll put it like so. this: When I used to read books, paper books, instead of audiobooks i used to read uh-huh. the first chapter to learn the world the last chapter because i couldn't deal with not knowing what happened and then i'd go back to the second and read through that's how i used to read books in high school are you fucking serious for real yeah that works i don't, I don't i'm gonna you, have to i it's i have to try that now if you like spoil a movie or a tv show for me i'll fall apart but back then <laughs> i used to be so stressed out about characters not right. knowing what was going to happen to characters because i read a lot of mystery books Mm-hmm. That I would have to, I was like, I just oh, they saw that down. shit. Let's go back. Yeah, I was like, okay, 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 okay. Now I know. And then I'd go back through. Oh my goodness! I have to try to find a book that I can actually just do that to. I know the girls have some chapter books. Like, imagine around. you reading like a Stephen King novel. Oh, <laughs> I'm reading one right now. It's called Fairy Tale, but I'm like, I have seven hours left. But if you read the last chapter, and then. Found out right. everything that happened, then went back. It would probably kill it. Yeah, that's. I don't know that. that. I don't think I could do that now, but I had <laughs> such anxiety in high school because I used to read like a book a week. I was a hardcore yeah. reader in high school. We'd go to Tower Books on Saturdays. I'd get my book and then I'd be pushing through and reading the it. one on Watt Avenue. The one on Watt Avenue, and um, and yeah, I I had to. I couldn't. I it was mystery novels. I needed to know what happened. Damn. Yeah, the Hardy Boys was like, oh, yeah. I already know what and happened. O. Henry, <laughs> and O. Yeah. Henry, no, too much anxiety. I'm going to, I need to find out. And also, before we go, do you like the fact, hold on, let me, okay, I have a question. <laughs> I hate when we I'm reading. We talked in a month, so it feels yeah, like so we got to we, get yeah. all kinds of shit out. When you're writing a book, because we, okay, so we've, uh, it, earlier I was going to say, it's cool that we're, you're getting into soccer, because that was like our first thing that we That's were talking we were about. That's what we were going to do a thing on, yeah. 
the hooligan and the blackness and the racism. Um, but when you're writing a book, and you and, or, and I see this when I'm reading or watching shows, I hate the fact that they always have characters that are like this perfect character. Essentially, like uh, I was reading a book the other day. I forget what. The character had fucking um, eidetic memory. The characters have fucking, you know, this weird thing where they ha- they can, you know, they look at something and they have a, you know, and it always comes like because something's happened and I saw that person's truck three, you know, three feet ago. And so therefore, like I, you know what I mean? It's easier for them to solve it immediately because they're eidetic memory. So it's like, it's it's I when you're writing a book, do you think that you should have a character that has like this do you think characters should have flaws or do you think that they should always have this kind of weirdness that they that's why they solve the mysteries and shit like that? You've read the you know what I, I mean? Don't, I don't mind them having some kind of quirk that makes them a little OP in whatever the thing is that they can do. I don't mind that, but you still gotta give them a fatal flaw. You gotta get them one that they get so like that they're so fixated that they can't stop until they solve or, you know, like you got to give right. them, you got to give them a disadvantage. So you, you, so let's say the character has a, a, a you know, a photographic memory, but they're dyslexic or some something shit like, like that. that. You know, like <laughs> something, something that will right. get, that will add to a challenge, you know, like, right, I right, think right, that's right. what bothers like, me. I remember everything, people. but yeah. For only for like, 20 minutes. Like maybe they got like <laughs> face blindness or something. Like I remember right, everything right. except for people's faces. You know, like, I don't yeah. know, some shit like that. Um, I, I think I think your heroes need to have a major challenge. That's why like someone like Floyd Mayweather is not an exciting boxer to me because I've never seen him rocked and having to fight his way back. Like right, the closest right. I've ever seen him to get rocked was in the third round with Sugar Shane. He, he for a minute, yeah. but then he came through and just yeah, boxed the rest him, yeah. of the thing, right? Yeah. So, like, for me, he's not, not to take anything away from his talent, because his talent is crazy, but he's not that impressive because I've never had to see him challenge. He's never fought someone that was at his proper right. level. Right. Like, even, even a Pacquiao, and I was just talking to Tristan about this the other day, like, even Pacquiao wasn't a good enough challenge because Pacquiao was from so many different rate, weight classes that he really wasn't a match. It doesn't matter how many people in his other eight weight classes he beat. He wasn't really a match size-wise or talent-wise for for. Mayweather. Mayweather never fought somebody at his level. Therefore, he's not that impressive to me. Whereas someone mm-hmm. like Muhammad Ali is impressive because he had to fight back from being rocked. You know? Mm-hmm. And then right, like, had right. to raise, like, literally, physically, politically, like, so many things he had to keep fighting back. Someone like Tyson, same thing. Tyson has been rocked, but he was also crazy, fast, and, you know, all that. Right. So it's things like that. Like, I need... Your hero, your hero, or your main character, whatever they can, they can be super talented. They can be OP. They can be something, but they have to have something that does hold them back. They need a challenge. Right. Do you think real people are like that though? Like I always feel weird when I'm reading a book and I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? So she can do that. You know what I mean? Or do you think? Well, do you? I mean, well, I guess you don't want to have the character learn the shit as you go, as they go too. You know I, mean? You, I mean, you want them to learn something because you need them to change. You need them to grow in some kind of way. Like, that's the whole thing. That's why some movies aren't satisfactory. That's why, like, Tom Cruise movies aren't satisfactory. 
because right. he plays Tom Cruise the whole time and he never learns anything. He just is like this is a weakness okay. for me. I get it. It's I get the same it. thing with with The Rock. Like what's so disappointing about him having it in his contract that his character cannot lose is that he doesn't become a better person necessarily. Right. And, and 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 sometimes they have to pigeonhole him into being better. Well, essentially, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, and that's not satisfactory for me. Like 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 in my think, case, if I start out from a problematic position, like I explained earlier, like I had a right. problematic position, it came to my attention. I was like, oh shit, you're right. And then I did some work on myself, and now I'm like, I would never do that again. It's okay. Right. You didn't know something, or you were just shitty. You got exposed to it. Now you learn you don't do it anymore. You're a better person for it. That's what I need to see in my characters in a book, in a movie, in a TV show. If they if they have something problematic about themselves or a weakness or something like that, and they can still rise above it, that's what makes them more of an interesting character. I I mean I and I get that, yeah. Because I mean I think I think I get I don't like it both ways. I don't like sometimes I don't like when I can kind of, I guess, when I'm learning, like you said, the first couple chapters, I'm learning that person. And I think I kind of put these things in categories so that I understand how that person works. So I kind of like, okay, okay, she has this, and she does this, and that person does this. So I'm like doing that as I'm learning these characters. And then I kind of figure out, okay, here's the juxtaposition of the situation. I know what's going to happen because of this is the way that they are, right? So I think I, I look at that, I'm like, ah. I want it to be more challenging for me as a reader. Instead you don't of want to more be able to figure it out before. Yeah. Right. It's a mix when I care about that. Like sometimes I'm impressed by myself because I'm like, oh, that one yeah. was a hard one, but I saw yeah. it coming. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, oh, you can see it a mile away and it's just not satisfactory. Right. Um, I think that's why Game of Thrones was, was what I liked about Game of Thrones is that anything could fucking happen. Like literally the dude that's the dude is not the not dude because be the, dude the other time. dude was right. the, yes. So I think that that's why I think when I when I even when I read it because I think it's a better it's a better read is that I you don't know what the fuck is happening and you're like oh shit the book just ended and she's dead or yeah. she's the you know funny I mean? thing with Game of Thrones too is like you get to a point where you're just like anybody is up for grabs anybody can die no matter how important but you still because you're formed by American cinema you mm-hmm. think they can't kill off their main character. And then if they how, do, you're how, like, well, maybe go? this whole time that wasn't the main character. You know, like right. you gotta, Exa- you almost yep. have to work and convince yourself that it was okay yeah. that that person died. Whereas me, I grew up watching Japanese melodrama. Your heroes fucking die after horrible shit happens, and they witness horrible shit happening to their family. And then the bad guy just smokes a cigarette and walks off into the sunset, and it's fine. Like I'm okay. I'm okay with my. <laughs> I, that works for me, a hundred percent. That works for me. But I, I still want people to be challenged. Like I want my and also, I want people to be challenged, but also, I want people to rise to the occasion. Like, okay, here's a mm. here's a perfect example. Before we go, perfect example is this I was is like watching the time you said before before we go. Before we go. <laughs> the episode is before we go. Um, I will take the show Shameless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, except for the last, like, couple seasons, but yes, I watched it for a really long time. I watched it for a really long time, and, you know, I like those shows about a family that gets by, um, you know, shit happens. Somehow they figure out things, and, you know, and some some other shit happens. 
but I couldn't keep watching it when people kept making the same bad decision yeah. choices over and over and over and yeah. over. And I'm like, you keep fucking up and I don't want to see you succeed because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, like when the main character woman, when the baby got cocaine yeah. in the baby smoke, I, I don't give a fuck if I got spoilers or whatever. The baby did cocaine. Like years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the baby did cocaine and then the fucking police come and shit and they find out that the baby did cocaine and she wouldn't, Yes, it was though. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't fucking rat on the dude because of the f- and I'm like, bitch, I'm out. Because all you had to fucking do is say, oh boy, did that shit. He was yeah. literally like, there's no love for this guy and you're gonna fuck. Yeah. Well, so I was like, me, I, I, I can't do it. Anymore. Because like, that's my mom. That's a woman who won't love a dude that won't treat her wrong. You know, like, like she needs a dude that don't treat her wrong. And that's how that character was. It was like by the seventh season of the seventh dude, you're just like, bro. Yes, yes. You know, so I couldn't stand it. But yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I need, I need a challenge, and I need them to rise above the challenge. Yes. So there we go. Yeah. All right. All right. So we just had a a reading workshop, a writing workshop. Writing workshop. Writing. Writing workshop. Did you go to LA Comic Con? I don't need to start another conversation. No, no, no. I didn't get to. Uh, I was out coach shawning. Mm. And uh, and stuff. So yeah. And then there was a death in the family. So it was. Oh, there was. was stuff, yeah. We'll yeah. So uh, first shigities. So uh, like we, you know, get a little nowhere to get us. Uh, oh yeah, you can follow us on yes. Twitter, even though it's dying for black people. Um, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> and Facebook on at Blurred Comics. B L E R D C O M I X E D. You can drop some coins in our tip jar on um, our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, of course. We're finally just Blurred Comics as our... Um, Here it is. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. And like we always do about this time, we like to uh, say bye. bye. Mommy made me mash my M&M. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Blurred Comics is a main hustle media podcast, co-hosted by the Blazion Blurred and Blurred Vision. Produced and edited by Charmaine Fury. Music is Run Brooklyn Run by H Wood Players. If you like our show, please drop some coins in our tip jar at ko-fi.com slash blurred comics podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Peace out. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.